0: In a world where most people have seen all of the MCU, one woman has only seen phase one of the MCU. That's why two friends have forced another friend to watch the entirety of the MCU. Including all the shows. Like, did you know there's a Hawkeye show? And, like, a a, a she, She-Hulk show? And, like... Like... Like what if is still going on and they're supposed to make more? This is ICU MCU Phase Two. Hello, everyone.
1: Welcome back to ICU MCU, a podcast which I wish we recorded more consistently, but you know, life happens.
2: Life finds a way.
0: Life.
1: Me. Life finds a way.
2: oh <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: The way I fucking... It's been crazy.
1: Life has been something the past couple of weeks in between not recording. But here we are, back at it again, trying to make a podcast, and this time we're watching the one... The only, not the only Captain America film, Thor: The Dark World. Nope, I already did that. <laughs> that <laughs> episode's I already know, You out. can't,
3: you couldn't remember it, but Sorry. we did it. <laughs>
2: oh, I, I was drunk.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I made jungle juice on Friday, so
2: is that what's in there? Yeah. That's
3: well,
1: what's I'd in like to Ellen enjoy things. this movie.
3: I'm quiet. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm gonna enjoy it's, it because
1: it's a good movie. Yeah,
3: yeah. Also, I hotties, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm down to clown with it.
1: So, so today we're watching Captain America: The Winter. Soldier, a movie that when I saw it, I didn't know I th- I didn't know that I would like it as much as I did. It was the Metal Gear Solid movie I never got. Basically,
2: oh man, if only Kurt Russell was a couple years younger.
1: If only. Um, but what do you know about Captain America: The Winter Soldier?
2: I know
3: about the Winter Soldier. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ah, I know he is Bucky Barnes. And Hail Hydra.
1: Yeah? Okay. That, uh, she's got the movie. We don't have to watch it. Let's get it. Move on. <laughs> <Wow>. that's, <laughs>
2: that's like the PowerPoint presentation of this movie and you nailed it. So let's just go into the recap. So how many asses? <laughs> no.
1: Um. So in this movie I think we have Steve Rogers post uh, Avengers and all his other stuff and it's finally him in like the the modern world and this is what we're going to be getting in this movie as well as anthony mackie's in this movie
2: oh this is where the falcon yeah starts. captain
1: falcon no oh that be so oh, the falcon the, yeah was he was he for the red falcon or is that something no, just, like, he's just the falcon just the falcon yeah. okay um but we have the Falcon, and we have Black Widow, Scarlet, Joe Joe, Joe Joe, Joe Scarlet Joe Joe jo- Siwa. Joe not part of the Disney <laughs> anymore. Rest in peace. Scarlet I settled with Disney in court. Joe Hansen Hansen
2: because the judge was being a fucking bitch, yeah.
1: I didn't look into any of that. It bothered that. me a lot.
2: You 100% um, tickled my Disney bad zone. is an
3: open palm finders keepers kind of company.
2: So, uh Disney, if I could create a description of what they are, it's a cute mascot hiding a dark secret. And that dark secret is they kill people in a landfill when they're done with them.
1: What do you think South Park uh did all that stuff when they were doing stuff with Disney? It was like an anthro- like an actual Mickey Mouse that walked around that was in charge of Disney and cursed all the time so fucking funny that's really good anyways um so uh, this, hey there's no ethical con- con- consumption under capitalism so pick choose, pick and nope. choose your battles
2: uh-huh <laughs> are you are you ready to watch another movie with chris the ass <laughs> evans The love of my life
1: also i found out recently he wears a wig in a lot of these movies.
2: Movie magic, baby. Movie
3: magic. All the hair
1: that you see him wear, for the most part, is a wig. Well,
3: it looks good on him.
1: Because um, his hair doesn't naturally look like that sometimes. I've
3: also <gasps> heard that he has a sex dungeon.
1: Oh. Really? Hmm. Yeah. You know what? As sh- much
2: as he respects women, I see it.
3: I
1: could see him like. Uh, forgive me for using this analogy. I could see him as a Mister. Is it Mister. Gray? Is that his name?
2: Oh yeah, Christian Dorian Gray.
1: Gray. Oh, Christian Gray. Oh,
2: why did it go the Dorian Gray? Like the pink... I don't know. Why would you think he is an ancient entity whose painting is aging while he stays young forever? Sorry, I get them confused with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh is it, was Nicolas Cage Dorian Gray? <laughs> I, I, I assume so. With the, the I don't think so. The you World could... War II vampire photo. <laughs>
1: You can tell we haven't recorded in a while because we're we're going off in and tangents some monologues in the beginning uh-huh. hey, part.
2: Let's, let's just get into it, so you listen. Baby. Well,
1: well, before we do that, I wanted to. Uh, there was something else I wanted to bring up about uh, Chris Evans. There is one shot in this movie, um, and I'm going to talk about it afterwards. But I want to foreshadow it. There's a shot in this movie where I feel like they made him. Do the shot for a specific reason to get every woman and uh, gay man, any they, them, any person, anyone in the room who, who has, is interested in men, men. um, what, to just instantly just go, oh, my God.
2: Yeah, there's a point in this movie where you just look at the screen and by the time it's over, you look down, you need a towel.
1: There, There is a shot like that in this movie, and I feel like it's more than intentional, but we'll get there. Anyways, we don't have much to say in the beginning. Uh, she's already given her expectations. Uh, the Russo brothers worked in this movie. I looked at their past movies before this. They didn't do a lot.
2: <laughs> There's some community in there.
1: Communi- yeah, they're the community guys, so they're just a- They're literally fucking nerds that got to work on comic book movies and got to live the dream, so...
2: Yeah, you, you know, Vincent... I have something very important to say That uh-huh. it will set the tone of the rest of this uh-huh. movie So do you know it's okay when conveniences happen <laughs> Okay, the of the uh-huh,
1: Oh first- uh-huh.
0: yeah <laughs> You know, they used to play music Yeah <laughs> My grandfather operated one of these things for 40 years My granddad Worked in a nice building Got good tips He'd walk home every night, a roll of wands Stuffed in his lunch
2: bag He'd say hi People would say hi back Time went on, neighborhood got rougher. He'd say hi, they'd say keep on stepping. Granddad got the grip in that lunch bag a little tighter. You ever get
0: mugged?
4: <laughs> Every
0: week, some punk would say, What's in the bag? What'd he do? He'd show him a bunch of crumpled ones and a loaded 22 magnet. Hey, granddad loved people. But he didn't trust him very much. Hello,
1: everyone. (laughs) Welcome back to ICU MCU. We just watched over the course of four hours.
3: There was a lot of interruptions. uh,
1: Captain America, the Winter Soldier. This movie is probably one of... And every time I... I watch it. I always remember of how good a movie it actually mm-hmm. is. Um, it is the one of the best MCU movies. Is, is that a? Is that a? It, and
2: I think it goes to what you said earlier because it doesn't feel like an MCU. It movie.
1: does not feel like an MCU movie. Um, and we'll get to all the points where I'm going to say this doesn't feel like an MCU movie. And I think I said it in the beginning. There is it a Metal Gear Solid slash spy movie aspect going on in this. And the shot I was talking about isn't in this movie. I think it's in uh, Civil War.
2: It's 100% in Civil War. Um,
1: Yeah, but we'll get there. We're um,
3: talking about the Thirst Trap Yes, Captain America shot? Okay. Yes.
1: Uh, and I will probably cut that out. If not, we'll see. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we... need to get your initial thoughts, Sarah. What did you initially think before we go scene to scene and shot by shot and stuff like that? Because I feel like we can do that with this movie, but not Thor The Dark World.
3: There's really only one thing I can think of to say about this movie without going scene by scene. And it's that I love Bucky Barnes. I love Bucky Barnes so much, guys. I love him so much and I didn't think I would feel this strong.
1: <sighs> yeah, Sarah was legitimately crying at some I, point.
3: I cried over I cried over Bucky Barnes at one point. <laughs>
1: There are some emotional points in this movie, though. Yeah, this movie
3: is, gets
2: weirdly very emotional. There's just a lot of good kind of like character writing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for what that's for, like how little time we get with these characters, the fact that we're able to resonate so hard with the struggle and the relationship between Bucky and Cap is just amazing. Even though Bucky didn't get a lot of screen time in the first movie, no. Mm-hmm.
3: Also, the introduction of Falcon was great uh black widow was incredible in this movie probably
2: the best she's ever going to be unfortunately i
3: wish i wish they made chris evans hair a little longer because i don't like him with short hair just because i watched fantastic four a lot growing up and i really don't want to think of captain america as johnny storm
2: it's too bad he has short hair in the comics
1: Um. Yeah, but
2: um. Just because you have Bucky Barnes long hair fever does not mean you get (laughs) to in thick. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm saying for Chris
3: Evans specifically. If it was any other actor with the short hair as Captain America, I'd be like, oh yeah, cool, whatever. But it's because he was also in Fantastic Four.
2: What do you? So if if Samuel Jackson got like long hair, you'd be okay with that too. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) So, um. Yeah, so Captain America, Winter Soldier. So we uh, we start off this movie with the... Uh, there is the scene that everyone talks about, the one that everyone memes on, I guess. The on your left. On your left thing, where Captain America is just running past Sam multiple different times. And then they have the interaction where they talk about how he was frozen. And then it shows a little book that's... Yes, we know the The trivia on it in different uh parts of the world, there are different things listed on there, like I think uh there's like uh football as in like what the we Americans call soccer and things like that, and yeah. a whole bunch of other stuff there's uh,
2: there's one in particular that I'm really fond of it's basically says if convenience happens in the first
1: shut up <laughs> um, we'll get to that movie in a long time from now. Um. So we go through uh that, and then Black Widow picks him up. Um. But we have Anthony Mackie introduced to Sam Sam Wilson, who is a, a para rescue person who served, and also he does he say that he leads like um group therapy for people at that point. No, yeah,
2: he yeah. Did. He's a. He's... Did
3: he? S- he didn't say that.
1: It wasn't group therapy. It was like
3: it's. It's like uh. Count like group counseling, like group
1: counseling, like a VA for soldiers
2: that come back from war and trying to integrate with society.
3: PTSD, like
1: how to cope with it,
3: how to cope, like alcoholics anonymous, but for soldiers with PTSD, and not anonymous. It's a
2: instead of like triple A, it's triple S for soldier, soldier, soldier. What,
1: (laughs) anyways, so we move on. And uh, we go to Captain America's first mission because his boat got taken over by pirates and they need a rescue because there's S.H.I.E.L.D. members on there. Um, And we start off with this super awesome, like, spy movie shit going on where we're doing all this crazy action. And Sarah said something that I didn't think she would say, uh, that there is a lot of good action in this movie. No,
3: yeah, that's true. All of the fight scenes... I mean, I've had complaints about, you know, fight scenes in in previous movies, uh, but this movie, all of the fight scenes were well-paced. They were long enough that I didn't think it was uh, a fight scene for no reason, uh, and they were all very well choreographed. I don't know who the fight choreographer was in this uh, movie, but uh, it was really good, Um, I can't say that I was too heavily invested in the first part of the movie because I'm not really a spy movie kind of person. And it really felt like Mission Impossible, Jason Bourne, like that was the entirety of the first 10 minutes of the movie.
2: And that's kind of the point because a lot of these movies for Marvel is that they're taking a formulas from other successful kind of uh, genres and Mm -hmm. they're incorporating it into this uh into their movies like for instance like this movie is supposed to be a spy thriller
3: yeah
1: yeah and that is a uh something that's carried on between like each one of the movies from here on out um well we've kind of seen it in like uh cap the first captain america where it was supposed to be like a pulp yeah. movie and i feel like uh marvel from here this is what this is the movie where i feel like marvel hit its stride in what they were trying to do with each movie. Um, you could say it was back in, like, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, but then we had Avengers, and that movie, uh, depending on who you are, is um. <laughs> <laughs> is either really good or really bad, or mid, uh, to, mid-tier. Mid-tier. <laughs> mid-tier. Um, but... Like Iron Man Three is like okay, this is a buddy cop. This but we but it kind of has some weird issues every now and then. Um, and then we get to uh, this movie mm-hmm. after Thor: The Dark World, which is just a chaotic mess <laughs> of tone and what it's trying to tell. It but, was
3: Star Wars, but in Marvel. That was literally what it was.
1: Don't worry, it was I already Star tr- Trek and Marvel.
2: Star Trek, Star Wars, and Marvel. Don't worry, we already had a drunken ramble about that. <laughs> yeah, we can, we yeah, don't yeah. We need to go re- back,
1: re- but when a soldier that. finally hits this stride, from here on out, I feel like every movie kind of has it sets up what it's going to do within like the first like 15 minutes, and then kind of continues out that even though you i know you have some gripes with the comedy mixing with the seriousness later on in other movies uh this movie i think you said it when we were watching it balances a lot of the comedy with the action very well and the seriousness like it never fully like makes you go ha ha ha. this is a serious moment bad shit's happening it's just like ha
2: because you know it feels natural yes. because and that's the important part of like this comedy and i said this during the movie that in one of the biggest car chase action scenes with uh with Nick Fury we'll get to later it does feel like a lot of like these Christopher Nolan sensibilities because Christopher Nolan uses comedy to kind of offset it but it doesn't jank towards it it doesn't swerve and i feel like the, a lot of the later mc movies ever since like we talked about avengers has an issue with that tone and comedy and how to balance it because a lot of people sometimes feel extremely out of character because they want to say a one-liner you know what i mean they go from uh, relatable characters to an 80s action hero in mm-hmm. like a blink of an eye
1: yeah um so we have the whole mission uh Cap beats up some guys, literally murdering them, kicking them super hard. Oh my to god! Break yeah, I back.
3: fucking the fucking uh, the Captain America has the most brutal deaths because Cap isn't afraid to kill people. I I guess I'm constantly comparing superheroes to Batman, which I shouldn't. <laughs> but it's you know how Batman is just like I don't kill people uh but it would make a lot more sense if he did kill people and it would solve a lot of problems if he did uh but cap isn't afraid of that Uh, uh and will brutally break people until they're no more
1: yeah so and we me and macy were saying this in the beginning it's like he's a soldier he kills people they're these are bad guys they're pirates so he like he more or less has like this kind of uh, thing inside his head as a soldier he's like these are combatants it's either I'm going to die or they're going to die or okay. I'm going to incapacitate them or kill them like it, and then also going back to what you said about Batman do you know of Batman originally in his first detective comics run he killed people
3: I'm not surprised
1: like he murdered a lot of people and then I think it was later on they changed it he doesn't kill people because they want to make it more family friendly
2: yeah it was when they introduced Robin
1: because uh, he has a kid sidekick who's like, well, we can't have this kid murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: jokes on you. Uh-huh. J- Jason laughs and Jason Todd. <laughs> I was like,
3: Jason Todd murdered so many uh, people. <laughs>
2: also, it's really funny because that <coughs> even though that was never planned, like Jason Todd was a brutal robin. Hence, like he would break people up and lie about and it. And then to Tim Bruce.
1: Drake is that middling between fucking
3: Tim Drake is the middle child. Tim he's Drake always is... going to be the middle child. But also
2: he's the best child.
1: He is the best robin, in my opinion, next to Dra t- next to uh, Dick Grayson. Yeah.
3: Um and and Damien, uh, oh. nepotism. That's it.
2: Oh, you like Damien?
3: No, I don't. That's how okay. That's how he got his job is
2: nepotism.
1: Talk about girl Robin. I can't remember her name. Stephanie Brown. Stephanie Brown from The Dark Knight.
2: Uh, oh, no. You mean, sorry. I thought you. No, no, no. You're thinking of someone else. She's from like the Frank. I think you're talking about like Frank
1: the, Miller Robin.
2: She wasn't. No, that Stephanie Brown was the spoiler, and then she became a Robin for a hot minute, and then she became the, the third
1: back girl. Okay, well, what Robin and I thinking of?
2: Thinking, like, weird 80s glasses, Robin. Yeah, with the, the chick.
1: Cl- I can't remember her name. Anyways. Um, she has,
2: like, three different aliases.
1: Anyways, sorry. We had a Robin side tangent there. Um, but I just wanted to say that about Batman because I think it's interesting. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but if anything, Captain America is, like, this weird middling between, like, uh, Superman and Batman. But, like, he does kill people. And Superman doesn't normally kill people if he has the choice
2: he will kill people only if it's like a world-ending threat
1: yeah like with zod or with other things like dark side dark side or uh doomsday yeah um but uh so he goes on a, mo- a murder spree on this boat <laughs> killing people
3: yeah it's yeah and then um
1: black widow Cuts a guy's throat with a wire and shoots a whole bunch of people. Which
3: was fucking... No! What she did... <laughs> what she did... I love this. I love this lady. Uh, what she did was she garroted him with a wire that was not tight enough to cut through his neck. So instead, she fell forward over the railing and used him as a repelling system so he would slowly choke over the railing
2: Black Widow in this movie is peak Black Widow. She is
3: brutal in this movie. She like she uh, she has always been brutal for me though, especially after that one scene in Iron Man 2 when she
2: left that guy hanging in the hallway.
1: Callback. Yeah. There's a lot of hanging and choking out murder with Black Widow.
2: Because uh, we can't do any of the really adult stuff.
1: Uh, and now, and then we also introduced Off Brand Joe Manganiello. Uh, in the movie, his name is Rumlow. What's his full name?
3: I I think he Stillskin uh, <laughs> Rumlow. Uh, I think he is a mix of J- John Manganiello and Oscar Isaac.
1: Joe Manganiello. Joe
3: Manganiello. Wait. Joe DiMaggio. Wait. Joe Oscar. <laughs> Joe Oscar
1: anyways we think they look he looks like we think he looks like two different actors combined together um, but he I believe he is a stunt actor the actual actor himself I could be wrong um, but there are a lot of really good stunt actors in this movie but we'll get to that um, uh, so they have that whole scene he rescues the shield agents and then uh, you fight the leaping dude batrock
2: the leaper Batrock the leaper which is honestly in context the weirdest pull from a comic yes
1: it is
3: i i have no idea uh. um,
1: but then we go into a scene where we see black widow with a usb a very large usb
3: <laughs> it's like stupidly large
1: um and with like uh steve caesar and she's like what are you doing she's like it's my mission blah 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 and then they fight and then the guy throws a grenade and they run away and she gets the USB and then Steve is angry after that
3: because yeah. he's like i'm supposed to be leading this mission and i was the leader and i was not told that she would be doing her own thing like it was i personally um... i did not i did not get his like okay. upset upsetness about it because i was like yeah, she, I mean, it I would, probably would have been nice if they would, would have been, like, beforehand, hey, she has her own mission. Don't worry about her. But I. Well... I don't think that he was technically, she was under his command directly. So I feel like her doing whatever she wanted was, like... Is like a, a a Black Widow thing.
2: I don't know. I'll let you handle this, Vincent.
1: Well, in the grand scheme of things, in the plot, um, it's because Captain doesn't have any trust. Like, like he he doesn't he doesn't know what's going on. He's kind of just like more or less being not used by Nick Fury, but like he is in the back. He's being part of these operations, mm-hmm. and he like he's like well. Why am I not being told these things? Like I'm this this mm-hmm. bigger agent. Like I should know these things. But at the same time, and the, like I said, the grams the grand plot of the movie, the reason Nick is kind of like not showing him this is number one, he's like he kind of wants to keep him in the dark just for like plausible deniability, so that af- if something bad happens, he can trust Steve to clean it up. Yeah, and then also. We later find out in the movie that Nick hired the pirates because he knew that there was bad people in S.H.I.E.L.D. Like he had like this inkling and so he wanted to get information off of that boat so that, yeah. Go ahead.
2: also it's a narrative thing it's supposed to show the contrasts and how steve's sensibilities conflict with the modern cynicism. yeah 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 and so it's more of like a thematic kind of parallel between the ideals from the past and how they're used in the present
1: yeah because like captain america is like all about this freedom thing like yeah he's a patriot yeah he um likes to fight yeah he kills people but at the same time he believes in like well, everyone should still have like the right to like choose and figure out stuff and like do stuff that like the, uh, the quote unquote American way that we're all promised as like a young child sort yeah. of thing.
2: And and Nick Fury has this ideology of like you can't trust people to do the right thing. Yeah. You can't just use diplomacy to solve every issue. There needs to be someone behind the scenes to be a protector. Yeah. Which is kind of a, a running theme in this phase.
1: Yeah. Because cause he goes and he complains to Fury after this, if we're skipping ahead. There's a part where they're in the elevator, like when Nick's going to be like, okay, I'll show you what I've been working on. The Project Insight um, stuff. He's having that whole conversation in the elevator where he's talking about his his granddad or his dad, his, his granddad grandfather, and he's talking about how he would walk along. He used to walk and operate the elevators, and he would get tips, and he would have like a bag full of ones. And he's like, has the streets got more tough and stuff like that? Um, Like eventually, someone stopped him and said, "What's in the bag?" And he showed him, and he's like, there was the crumpled up ones and the gun that he talked about. Um, and there's a lot of dialogue in this where they tell stories that have to do with like how the character is, and that kind of like it's a
3: lot of metaphors, yeah, and it's and like... like comparisons,
2: like idioms. So it's in. I like that because like uh, each main character is a contrast to each other, which is good story writing. Captain America contrasts with Black Widow. Black Widow contrasts with Nick Fury. Nick Fury contrasts with Captain America.
1: Yeah, because like Nick Fury says, "I don't trust." people i'd like sort of thing and then like whereas captain america wants to trust people and he wants to believe people that can be good by like their very different definition then we see project insight we see all these fucking metal gear ass hydra carriers like fucking <laughs> like revealing what the what the problem of the movie is gonna be like something's gonna happen with these carriers so you're showing them to us i guess
2: um how how fucking psyched would you be if at the very end of this movie which it doesn't happen but how cool would it be if they just transformed into giant robots
3: why would they do that are you talking about the helicarriers themselves yeah oh okay that would be cool i for some reason i thought you meant like captain america
2: and Falcon? Well like Captain America and Falcon <laughs> fuse together and, <laughs> the, and rah, they, they turn into Transformers? Yeah,
3: I don't know. I someone's confused. They, Macy,
1: if we if we look at toys. Star Wars a long time ago with Hasbro did a toy line in which they had spaceships transform into the characters that flew them.
2: Hey, guess what? What? So if that's true. Han solo crashed into in the comic in Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. That means Transformers are canon with Indiana Jones.
1: And also, that means that Chewie was killed by a moon that crashed
0: into him.
3: But also, in 2001, McDonald's Fuck. put out a Happy Meal toy line where the, the toys were packages of their food and they would transform into I the food those. that was inside of them
1: um but anyways getting back on topic we come we see the health carriers and then uh nick tries to read the usb and he can't do it because it's locked by him spoilers spoilers
3: oh yeah i was like uh, i didn't get it (laughs) at first i was like does he not remember his own password (laughs) <laughs> then i was like was his father uh director of shield before this and had the same name his, like that his, was pas-
2: his password is goose uh,
3: uh his password is don't password worry about backwards. it backwards don't,
2: don't don't worry about it
1: no this, i know
3: i know what goose is no
1: but you don't know
3: no but i do you know. know you
1: know it's from top gun but you don't know what we're referencing
3: no goose from captain marvel damn it fuck i know fuck. that damn,
1: damn it. it damn, <laughs> damn fuck
3: my friend Bailey loves Captain Marvel and she loves Goose, so I know that.
1: Fuck. Damn it. Damn it. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Anyways. Um so uh <laughs> That just ruined everything. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry
2: I uh, ruined it.
1: <laughs> uh so we go into uh we continue the podcast. I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess we're just giving up
1: now. Um, can we
2: can we just like can, honestly should we go through run by run by or should we just let's talk just
1: talk about the things we really like from this movie because yeah. i feel like um uh so let's skip ahead we get to the scene after that he has the whole conversation with the 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 senator or councilman oh
3: the council okay i do have to say this about the council because i thought it was really stupid but they have i would they have the like the like, sh- the, the hologram, the curved hologram things that they appear in and they appear to be sitting down. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And then it pans around and you see just empty chairs behind these hologram screens for them to look like they're sitting just for aesthetics for. Uh, Pierce, and
2: I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> Why would they just leave these chairs This there? is just, just a comic booky nonsense, Sarah.
1: Yes, and the Sale Council isn't all black like they were in <laughs> Avengers. I'm gonna keep calling them the Sale Council. Yeah, they're because... not
2: shadow, they're not sh- a shadow
3: council anymore. They have been revealed. Andrew Yang is on the council, um, as well as Nancy Pelosi. Um.
1: They're world leaders. They're not all from America.
3: <laughs> but the two, okay, but well, okay,
1: never mind.
3: <laughs> that woman was American, right?
1: No, they're all from other... counts. The Well, what's that, his name? that white
3: guy. The white guy was American or Canadian.
2: One of them was Sokovia, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, one of them was from Sokovia. One of them I was just from that uh, Mumbai. Shut up, Macy.
3: <laughs> what is Sokovia?
1: You'll find out.
2: There.
3: Is <laughs> it a fake country like Genovia? Yes. Yes. Okay, got it.
1: It's like Genosha. It doesn't exist. Uh, anyways, fuck. Okay, uh, that happens. Nick Fury like goes, Hey ha, we need to stop Project Insight." And then bad things happen after that. And then we have the best car chase.
3: Oh my god, it was so one of the best good. car chases. It, I was history. so on edge, like for real. Me I was too. like, "Well, I know Nick Fury gets out of this because of the things I know from other movies uh, that I learned from Tumblr." Uh, but I, I was like, "Oh, holy shit!" uh this is they're like it's really tense dude
2: can we talk about like just real quick what is our favorite parts of that car scene like we just well
1: i have multiple favorite parts from that because them so this is one of the things i wanted to talk about and uh the music in this movie so uh, like it's not very like amazing music like how fucking uh, lord of the rings in but there is this kind of like urban uh industrial music that plays in the background for the, a lot of it mixed with like some orchestral stuff but in the tr- chase scene and the scene later on that i want to talk about where it like the drum beats and everything kind of goes along with like everything that is going on within like i know that's how it's supposed to be in movies but like it really affects this scene and and, like, such a interesting way where, like, it, like, even watching this for, like, the fifth time, I still get, like, yeah, 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 this is so fucking good. Like, the part where, uh, my favorite part out of the whole thing is when he's crashed between the, like, cop cars mm-hmm. and they get the battering ram and they're hitting it. Yes! And the that's com- my favorite part! And the computer is telling him to take, like, offensive actions and he's waiting so that the glass will be weak enough so that he can shoot it out himself and not waste any bullets so that he can shoot it out perfectly. Like that little attention to detail in that scene, like where Nick Fury is thinking, but we don't know what he's trying to do. And he's trying to wait so that it's like the last second that, so number one, that the armor on the outside is weak enough for him to shoot it out. And so they can start shooting people. And I just love that whole sequence where he just starts shooting everyone and start to like book it out of there. I just like the uh, build up it was to that. So good.
2: I, I I honestly I love everything about the car chase, but I think my favorite moment is gotta be the very end where we get the first we hear the eh, start kinda of settling in and we see just the Winter Soldier just standing there out of nowhere, and just oh
3: my god, yes!
2: And he shoots the the most comic
1: booky device to explode the car, the magnetic car. explosive that goes on the underside of the car,
2: but it, yeah, but somehow follows really in a straight line, yeah, all the way down,
1: like a hockey puck. Yeah,
3: <laughs> the reveal of the Winter Soldier was so cool,
1: and I do like even though how like with the press and everything, you would know that it's Bucky and like stuff around it at the time when the movie came out. I still like that they do try to hide the appearance appearance of with his mask with his mask and goggles. Mm-hmm. It really does feel like the press machine really just
2: looked at the comics and he, was like, "Okay,
3: uh, I, you know what I just realized? I, he always felt like the Winter Soldier always felt like out of character and it's because he feels like a <laughs> this is going to sound stupid. He feels like a GI Joe character."
2: Well, it's because like he's brainwashed he's not Bucky. yeah that's
3: what i'm saying that's why winter soldier specifically bucky barnes feels like a like an mcu character but winter soldier specifically feels like the uh the 2007 live
2: action gi joe
1: okay i can see design wise
2: yeah yeah because like and also i for me i always I, i always think about the winter soldier being kind of like a was it called like a, th- a slasher character in a uh, comic book because of how unstoppable it is? He kind of reminds me of oh. the T 180 from the original T-1. Terminator. Like Michael Myers? T-100 or T-180? Sorry, T-100, sorry. no,
3: Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, he also reminds me of the Punisher, who I I consider to be a a
1: pretty dark
2: character
3: in the MCU. (laughs) Yeah, because
1: in the comics the Punisher, at times, is like an unstoppable force. And
2: that's what's terrifying to him in villains, is that, like, you always put him in a situation and He'll just keep getting back up because of his willpower,
3: like Michael Myers.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, and they and they kind of do some very comic booky stuff around the, the Winter Soldier with like the that he used a a bored out uh, gun. Uh, what do they say? The it had no rifling. So for the I looked this up number one because of Metal Gear Solid Three, which the boss has a gun that has no rifling on it with bullets with no rifling and. For the people who don't know what that means, and I explained it to these two, it means the gun barrel is hollowed out because normally the gun barrel has like these grooves on it, so the bullet spirals out and it but the gun barrel is like doesn't have those spirals it's been like bored out, so when the bullets shoot out, they tumble, and so when they impact into you, it leaves a bigger wound on you.
2: you've got a big S- little manera. So,
1: yeah, so like I love how they put that in there, because like number one, Natasha knows of like only one other thing that has done that in this world. Yeah, and like it kind of, and it's very like a moniker for like the Winter Soldier that like he uses these bullets. And there's like another thing where it's like it's there's no rifling, and they're Russian, or Soviet era bullets. Mm-hmm. Is the the thing that she recognizes.
2: And I also kind of really love the. Uh... The idea of like when you, when she sees the reveal, because she knows, right? Mm-hmm. You see basically her reflection in the glass, and by the reflection in the glass is like her actual consciousness of like, this is what I know what's going on.
1: Yeah. Because like the, the Maria Hill comes up after, uh, cause we, if we skip ahead a little bit, um, uh, Steve goes home, sees sees. uh, Nick Fury there, kind of, Nick Fury alludes to that there is, like, uh, shit's Shield, going on in S.H.I.E.L.D.
2: S.H.I.E.L.D. has been compromised. Yeah. He's, uh, he bugged the uh, apartment, but he doesn't know who else is listening, so he uses his phone to communicate to Steve mm-hmm. on basically the information he's trying to convey that, he, and gives him the drive.
1: And then he's shot through the wall.
2: And you have, like, the first interaction between Captain America and Winter Soldier as he chases him down. A really cool chase scene because of how... Uh, uh, acrobatic Steve is using the environment, like even using, and also
1: how unstoppable he is with his shield, where he's just busting through doors
2: as a way to help his momentum keep yeah. going forward. Like it, it
1: really, this is like when, like, since he's a super soldier, like people don't know the extent to the strength sometimes of what a super soldier has. Like Steve, in tandem with his shield, is like really just a big unstoppable force and i don't think people realize how strong Mm -hmm. he actually is Mm -hmm. sometimes no
3: yeah i always forget until i watch him in action seeing him like fucking uh, like leaping over buildings like not over buildings but like on top of roofs leaping from building to building and like barreling out of windows and making it to another roof like i'm i'm always like fuck how does he do that and then it's like oh yeah he's a fucking super soldier
2: not to mention that when he falls down from heights he always tries to make sure the shield gets the most and mm-hmm. since it's vibranium absorbs most of the impact so when he falls down extreme heights he always makes sure that the shield is the first thing that hits mm-hmm.
1: yeah because the shield is magic and absorbs all of the impact and does nothing to his fucking arm
2: do you know, I want to be honest with you, this is like the most side nonsense, but I have to bring it up because it's the only time I think I can bring it up since we're talking about how great Steve is as a strength boy. Um, in the Avengers uh, versus Justice League comics in the 90s, mm-hmm. Captain America gets paired up with Batman and Cap- Batman can't keep up with him because he's obviously a super soldier. So technically, if you want to think about it, Batman stops fighting Steve and basically says... I If I keep going, I'm going to lose to you. But you and me both know that there's something else going on with this. So they leave the fight to basically be... Sl- so basically Captain America has that intelligence in the comics as they do in these movies where he's like very perceptive. So they stop fighting first while everyone else is fighting each other to figure out what's going on. And I feel like that's just so indicative of Steve. He's not just the brute. He's not just the strong guy. He's both the strong guy and the intelligence.
1: Yeah, because there's a lot of moments in this movie where he kind of uses his... like. Just like the the master intelligence that he has, and knowledge of military stuff, and uh, knowledge of other stuff, um, very perceptive. Beca- and his
3: and his eidetic memory.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, because if we skip ahead a little bit, he hides the USB inside the uh, uh, the bus- uh, behind machine the, uh, behind
3: the hubba bubba.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a sponsorship around that time, like oh, <laughs> Captain America on a hubba bubba. Um, I'm 100% with you, because they're still doing
2: Avengers 5 Gum for that game right now. Um,
3: <laughs> they're doing Avengers 5 Gum?
2: Yeah, it's based off the dumb game that no one likes. Uh, oh. I mean, sorry, the 10 people who still play that on Steam. <laughs> Anyways.
1: Um, but then he gets brought in front of the dude who's in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the, and also speaks for the Security Council for America.
3: Captain Pierce. Ca- Captain? Council Pierce. Councilman, Councilman
1: Pierce. Um, I surprise you remember some of these names sometimes. Sarah.
3: Yeah, it's one of the only things I remember.
1: <laughs> um, but then he gives a whole story about how much uh, Nick means to him, about how he saved his daughter, and talks about how Nick gets it done, sort of thing. And then drops all this shit about how Nick was actually bad the whole time.
3: Like, yeah, it was was such a, like, it was such whiplash. He was, was like, he was, like.
1: Gaslighting at its finest. Oh, my God.
3: For sure. He was, like, oh, listen, I love Nick. But, like, I don't think you can trust Nick. He hired the pirates. He hired the pirates. And I really need you to tell me everything that he told you. I
2: feel like it's basically, like, he's my bro. But, dude, he's fucking sick and twisted. Yeah,
3: and so Cap is, like, no, I don't know anything.
2: And you could tell that, like, um, Chris Evans, like, people always think he can't act sometimes. Boy, the, the, the facial twitches he's doing trying to hide the fact that he knows that this guy is probably not good.
1: Yeah, I like how he, because Natasha brings it up and says, you're a bad liar. Mm-hmm. And I love how Chris Evans plays Steve Rogers as a bad liar. <laughs> yeah, no, he's. Because l- you can genuinely tell <laughs> can he's tell. a bad liar. Yeah,
3: because he's like, because he's like, he told me not to trust anyone. Those were his last words, so <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." There's a
2: reason why you got gang banged in the fucking elevator,
1: Steve.
3: Um. And oh my god, have, that was fucking. Yeah,
1: the iconic one of the other iconic scenes from this, the elevator fight sequence, which
3: I did know about beforehand, but I forgot it was in this movie because it's re- it gets referenced a lot uh, in in other just media aspects. I, really? Oh yeah, because yeah,
2: it gets referenced in Community.
3: Uh yes. yes, and in um,
1: uh, and Ryan again, Bergara references
3: in it in an episode of Are You Scared? Uh, that's about like elevators, and so I was like, oh, this must have something to do with elevators, and so I always think of, uh, before we continue, does anyone want to get out?
2: I just want to go into a con, con elevator, and then just. Glean up next to someone randomly and say "Hell Hydra" and see what the reaction is.
1: <laughs> Jesus,
3: it's incredible. Um, no, the more people that came onto the elevator, the more I was like, "Oh no!" I mean, oh does, it, no!
1: It doesn't try to hide that there's going to be a fight. No, here.
3: and like because Steve can tell immediately because that guy, the first guy that comes on, even though Roman or Rowan or Robot Rum- Rumlow Rumlow Rumple still Roanoke. skin, uh. like he's trying to play it cool he's like hey cap i'm really sorry to hear about your friend uh but then uh the guy that's the bald guy that's next to him like has his hand on his gun and so captain uh, captain america's immediately like oh he also
1: notices one of the guys is sweating seeing that they're nervous Mm mm-hmm about something. I mean, I'd be nervous to fight Captain America. Right? Uh,
3: considering <laughs> honestly, that he, yeah. considering that he decimated all of them in an elevator, yeah. I mean,
2: they had a good strategy
3: though. They,
1: they were... were gonna magnetize them to the wall, but yeah.
3: they underestimated his strength,
1: which everyone does because no one knows the the like cap on super soldier they, serum. They
2: don't know the cap on cap. I also think that. People even in the universe think he's a dumb brute. And so they probably yeah. they thought they, they could surprise him. They probably do
3: not think that he's that perceptive when he very much is. He knows everything yeah, that's fucking Yeah, he's a quick thinker on.
1: and a good fight, a fighter.
2: Think about this setup because he immediately calls all of them out. Which kind of gets them on edge, right? Yeah. So like the fact that he's saying, "Are we gonna do this?" is probably a good tactical move because it gets people—they don't get to start. Yeah. They don't get he, the feel in control.
1: Because it's kind of like a taunting thing, just like before we do this, does anyone want to get out? Like, like he's like saying, "Are you sure you want to fight me?"
3: I really, <laughs> yeah. I really do wish someone would have gotten out. It's a very Superman intimidation I wish intimidation just one move. person would have gotten out.
2: Um, no, that would have been, like, future Marvel, where they have to have one comedic scene per, like, moment.
3: Per five seconds, yeah. Yeah,
1: and so I feel like that's nice that they didn't... Like, if it were, if this were done in the new Marvel era, where there's, like, comedy, like... In fourth phase. Third, yeah, third. phase phase three, mm-hmm. like, humor, uh, it, it would probably be, like the elevator would stop again and then the guy in front of him would like get out and go, you know what? I really respect you, Steve. You're right. And walk away and then, then it would be really awkward then the fight would start. Or someone just walks in and goes...
3: Yeah, no, that was okay. That was the joke that I heard was that uh, if you fart on an elevator before you do it, you say, before we continue, does anyone want to get out? And then you just fucking lit one rib. You're like, oh, thank you. I just to Or
1: after the fight, you just hear one of them go... <laughs> on the fucking floor or, One of them yeah, shits like, themselves like, because they're dead <laughs> or Loki
2: the Loki scene where he goes Ugh.
1: yeah uh, but he ends up beating up all the guards on the elevator in a really good fight um, and then Rumlo oh, yeah. Rumlo does give a one-liner in the fight but it's kind of like Rumlow just being an asshole because Rumlow was supposed to be an asshole <laughs>
2: Yeah, a he's, skin, a, he's yeah. a fucking douche. Uh, because
1: yeah. he's like, I'm sorry that I d- don't take this. Oh, personal this Cap uh,
3: nothing, nothing personal personnel, kid. kid. I'm just
1: doing my job and like tries to hit him. And then he knocks Rumlo out.
3: And, and of course, Cap is like, no, it th- I mean, this feels pretty personal. I got to say, like,
1: yeah. And then the elevator opens up. There's more guards. And then quick thinking Captain America hits the cable and it drops
3: and he jumps out of the glass window to the elevator.
1: Gets to his motorcycle, jumps
2: out of it just the, by then. The things oh about the close God. down.
3: God, the action! This is so cool. So, like, essentially, we don't know why, but Olive Shield suddenly turned against.
2: Well, we do know. I Cause, mean, we know because Pierce told everybody that Cap has like. But
3: per- but we heard that after he got out
2: right? I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. We heard that after he got out. We can assume that Pierce is the villain yeah. at that point though. Yeah. So like, I, I Because
1: love- Pierce comes into like the room with all the techies and says Captain America is a bad guy. And he a he's a fugitive.
3: He lying knows. To us. He knows things about Nick Fury being shot, and that was it. And I was like, that's too vague. It's well, like, so what if he knows things about him being shot? He was there. You, like, you, why you, would he be a
2: fugitive? Okay, because 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 here's the thing. He we at this point, Alexander Pierce has no idea what information Captain America does so he's trying to make an excuse to make him look like a a fugitive yeah Yeah, but the excuse is stupid
1: the yeah yes and no because let's say the Russo brothers wanted to play 4d chess in this movie and lead you to believe that Pierce was actually bad But he wasn't like that would have been interesting. That would have been an interesting. But uh, this is kind of the the thing that separates it where it's like, yes, we have to be mysterious. I think there's a lot of moviegoers at the time. Like, I wouldn't say not high IQ, but not like the person who's like the three of us in this room where we dissect movies as we're going along. And we've already figured out like the what's going to happen at the end at like the 30 minute mark. But well, there's probably people in the movie like, Why is there were probably genuine people that were like, Why is Pierce doing this? Like, is he bad? Is he good? And they probably question it. So yes, to us uh-huh. It's very ham fisted that he's the evil bad guy. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like modern movie going <laughs> audiences would be like, Oh, whoa, whoa, what the fuck is going on? Well you know,
2: after cool? Iron Man three you can't give a guy Pierce and make him be a good guy.
1: Yeah.
3: You, uh, They yeah. we—they should have learned their lesson after Iron Man 1. <laughs> with, Je- with Obadiah? <laughs> with with Ob- Obadiah I Pierce. You were so close stain? to saying Jedediah. No, I wasn't. <laughs> um, so, okay, so he gets out and um, obviously his first... Okay. okay, after he- Okay, so the fucking- After he
2: fucking Halo jumps the fucking Quinjet and fucking
3: destroy- The most comic book- I love one man
2: versus a jet and he fucking I, destroys it.
3: It's so hard for me to even describe the scene because it's like, oh, he jumps his motorcycle over- No, 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 no. Uh, over no, no. a fucking- Oh, through the fucking yeah, door that's the, closing.
2: And then he lets it go <laughs> underneath him as he takes it down and then falls back on top of it. I
3: cannot- I, Like- Oh my god. <laughs> like it is the most action movie thing. It's and also
2: it is so comic booky. So he throws good. it into the fucking little wing. He throws the shield on the wing, destroys it, and just starts wrecking everything so it falls down. It's so good.
3: It's so good. Um but so his first stop, obviously, after Escaping Shield is to get to The Drive. The drive, which he gets to the hospital and the vending machine, and then he's like, it's gone. And I see the thing is, before this happened, I made a joke earlier. I was like, what happens when someone just really wants some Hubba Bubba and they get a fucking USB drive instead? Like, what if this was some random child who just wanted to chew Hubba Bubba? Uh, but of course, it wasn't a random child. It was Black Widow. Do you
2: think Black Widow went through all of those Hubba Bubbas before Cap got back there?
3: Do you think, yeah, do you think she chewed them all? probably just waiting
1: or she got all of them gave like some to some fucking kids and then said let me take one so i can be comical when i show up behind steve uh, uh, well, how much will you
2: bet like there's a scene cut it, scene cut scene where she just puts all of them in her mouth
1: <laughs> Russo brothers wanted to put that in disney was like no what the fuck <laughs> she's <laughs> <They're> scar-
3: like <laughs> Scarlett <Johansson laughs> going like, like why the <sighs> fuck would you say that dude kevin, they,
1: they like came into the room with kevin Feige and were like I'll just slammed down like uh, a draft of the script and Kevin advisory is like you know I liked a lot of this but the scene where Black Widow stuffs her mouth with Hubba Bubba <laughs> no it takes
3: but it's w- way too long of a scene like it like it's went way on too for too like true. five
1: pages
3: <laughs> where she's where she's meticulously putting each piece of Hubba Bubba in her mouth
1: and
2: then you just like go up as the camera and she opens her mouth and looks like you know Hubba Bubba come I'm just not really sure why we're doing this <laughs> it you just like,
1: feels re- a little adult you really Described how Black Widow was choking on the hubba bubba, <laughs> like, like you use this the lot. word
3: uh, you loo- use the word mastication a little too often in the script. You,
2: I don't really <laughs> like the part where she mutates into a cow and then changes back into a human after she milks her. What is what is with the script? You <laughs> use the
1: term she choked on it like the bitch whore that. She met. <laughs> 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 like. <laughs> Just like a, <laughs> there's a draft out there that exists with <laughs> this, this fetishized <laughs> chewing of gum. Oh just, just be like
2: five minutes, and you just hear seventies. <laughs> no, it's completely silent. It's, it's completely, completely silent, silent oh, except so for the sound of her us, chewing, chewing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. and choking on gum. Let's get the, hold on. Let me just. Well, this is, I gotta wait for Captain America <laughs> for five minutes. <laughs>
1: Kevin Feige is like, I don't think we can put that scene in the movie, and the
3: Russo brothers are like, why not?
1: They argued heavily for the Black Widow chokes on a pound Hubba of bubblegum scene. <laughs> um,
2: don't worry, it's going to be on the like year ten DVD. <laughs>
1: so we come, uh, she shows, <laughs> we show he show she shows up behind him with the uh, USB, and uh, they have this whole discussion about what's been going on. And whose side are you on? Sort of conversation, and then Natasha basically says, "Like I'm just doing shit. Like I didn't know m- most of this." And we get
2: our first introduction to the name of the villain, which is Winter Soldier. In the Soldier. backstory, yeah. I don't think she ever has that bullet whenever ever again. I don't think,
1: like on her skin or yeah. like in
2: other movies. I don't think
3: so. Oh, Maybe. I mean, do we see her torso or her stomach in other so. movies?
1: I don't think they ever reference it or talk about it again. <laughs> um, but uh. They just put a chip in her back so she could walk again. Yeah. Um, anyways, so we... Shut up, AC. Um <laughs> They go to the mall and go to a not Apple store. And uh Actually it is Apple. It is
2: it? They have the Apple logo I thought on their shirt. I don't think No, they do. it's no it is
3: Apple it because is apple? yeah, no because they said uh in the credits it said thanks to Apple. Okay. Um and I think that guy was wearing Apple merch. Yeah, that's
2: what I that's what I thought cuz he had an Apple on his shirt like yeah. he was a is a tech helper. Okay. <coughs> um
1: So that happens uh there's a weird funny scene with them pretending that they're going to go on a date and they like find out that the USB is, like where the information came from somewhere in New Jersey, um, and it was the military base where Steve was made or Steve was trained. Trained
3: Hoboken, New Jersey.
1: Uh, I don't know, man. Doesn't matter, New Jersey. New
2: Jersey. But we, we also have like a very important scene that establishes like the platonic friendship both Cap and Black Widow have. They,
1: they do make so out.
3: Nice. Well, they kiss briefly. Yeah,
2: and it's all just kind of as a charade to kind of keep themselves from being. noticed yeah um they steal a truck
3: they steal a
2: truck which also is kind of a reference i feel like to the 70s captain america because he's also steals a truck
1: (laughs) that sounds like you're just pulling shit out of your ass i wish i was okay
3: well so they end up in uh after a very emotional scene that develops their friendship Uh, Oh, Natasha
1: is kind of like a blank person. Yeah, she
3: adapts to her surroundings, essentially. Which which
2: makes sense because, like, she was bred to be an assassin and that's all she knows how to do. And so, like, her whole life has been serving other people's and their agenda. So when her whole belief system of doing something good is brought down again, it leaves her kind of confused on how to develop. And it's a good, interesting starting point for a movie.
1: But we'll get to that later. Um, um, so, but what well, you were gonna? I just...
3: Oh yeah. Um, so they uh, the the location actually ends up being the first base that Steve trained at uh, when he was in the army before um, he got the super soldier serum, and we're shown that by a memento style. Flashback in real time, kind yeah. of thing.
2: We get to see Twink Steve again, which is Peggy Carter's favorite type of man. Apparently. Oh yeah, and
3: they stare at each other. Uh, Hunk Steve and Twink Steve okay. stare at each other.
2: Question, Sarah, for you and your horniness. Okay, would you want to see Twink Steve fuck Big Steve? No. Okay.
1: Are you into self sex?
3: No, <laughs> I am not.
2: What if like Twink Steve went
1: to like? I bad Steve? news for you. Anyways. I... um yeah anyways uh so we get to the point where steve the detective again figures out what because like natasha's like well i guess they just spoofed it off this location like a vpn sort of situation and steve looks over and he sees the munitions thing and he
2: says like no you dumb bubble coming bitch it's over there (laughs) oh my
1: god and then um He's like munitions barracks can't be within a certain range, or munitions thing can't be within five hundred feet of the barracks. There's something up here, and she's like, "Well, what does that mean?" And she's like, "Well, something clearly is hidden, or it's unless you're trying to hide something or something like that." And they go find the elevator. They go down to the old shield office, and they look around the shield. You see a picture of Tommy Lee Jones,
3: uh- <laughs> and, we got and him. um, and Howard Stark, and
1: Peggy Carter, uh,
3: Peggy Carter, and um, a wall they make their way over to a, a a bunch of green shells and i noticed this uh but at the same time that cap noticed it but there's a, the the spider webs on of the shelves is like blowing in the breeze and so it's clear that there's something behind there as as in like a crack because there's like a draft and so he uses his strength and we have no idea uh, how heavy these bookshelves are, but he pushes them aside to reveal a secret entrance, or if there was
1: a button that was supposed to open yeah. it. Yeah, uh,
2: and it's also a small reference to Spider-Man.
1: Are you being serious? No, I'm being
2: a. <laughs>
3: okay, no. good. I was like, uh, uh, I was like, we- I was like, Spider-Man has shelf moving and hidden doors. That um, was before we move
1: on, though, because I mentioned Peggy. There was a scene earlier where, uh, oh my god, where Steve goes and visits Peggy uh, and, and like her, uh, nurse, nursing home, nursing nursing state, or like her debilitated state as an older uh, woman.
3: She has dementia, and I started crying. It was so sad.
1: I
2: think her husband's dead too at this yeah. point.
3: I like because she was like, there's like a video because like he goes to a, also. um he goes to a museum that has a bunch of, uh, uh, like a whole section uh, devoted, to Captain, devoted to Captain America and his exploits and the people who helped him. Oops. And she, there's a video of her being interviewed in like 1952 where he, she was like, and I met my husband that way, and I was like, who's her husband? But apparently I have to watch Agent Carter for that.
2: Which is canon or not canon, depending on your opinion.
1: It's part of, quote-unquote, Marvel Legends. Which
2: is weird because the butler appears in in Shh.
1: Anyways, so uh, we go to this underground place, which uh, Blackwood uses hacker phone technology to figure out the passcode to the room. <laughs> Don't worry.
2: Did
3: no, but you... yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, she pulls out her phone and uses like holographic hacker technology. And I was like, girl, just use some like
2: baby powder or something. No, no, Shit. she she learned from Adrian's peers from Watch Dogs.
1: Wow. I wasn't expecting a Watch Dogs reference today. You're welcome. Uh, but. today like... it, 'cause because
2: it's Adrian from Iron Man 3 and Peer yeah, No, I you. did not. I.
3: Okay. Um,.
1: We go down the elevator shaft and we go into this giant room where there's a whole bunch of old computer stuff. And
3: I asked the question while they were in the elevator shaft, I was like, wait a minute, who's paying the fucking electrical bill here? Why is everything still powered? Well, and jokes on we you. Do.
1: It's Hydra.
2: Hydra.
3: Yeah, they get down.
1: Then we get a moment where you were like, Oh, this is very fallout, and I was like, just Oh wait. my
3: god, yeah, it was so insanely fallout with all of the like old servers and the like green tint of the room. And so they walk up to like a TV that's like attached to a computer, and I was like, Oh, this is so fallout, and then they plug the USB in and fucking Zelda Rubenstein's face pops up. Like and...
1: what's his name? The dude from Fallout.
2: Uh, Mr. House. No, no, no. Arnim Zola. No, we're talking about Fallout. Arnim Zola. <laughs> oh yeah,
3: no. So hes it's like Mr. House when you first walk into his apartment uh, and you see his face pop up on the screen. And I'm like, oh, holy shit.
2: Is that, is that <laughs> the one who turns into a little girl and torments people?
3: No, that's from, uh, that's whenever you go into like a experimental vault that uh, you they ha they're like in dream states that they share. And so it's not a a robot, but it's the doctor themselves that becomes the little girl and tortures people. They're like in a dream state, so it's weird. Anyway. I can't wait to watch Guardian. <laughs>
1: Anyways. So we uh have a moment where Zola kind of explains the the plot of what's been going on behind Steve and Natasha's back. Or basically, Hydra never really died. Uh, the biggest
2: mic drop in the whole movie, yeah,
1: which is really was really big for me and Macy at the time. Um, Macy kind of knew more or less it might have been incoming. Yeah, um, I
3: well, I knew that they like hired Zola to do stuff after the war,
1: Operation Paperclip, but
3: I didn't know that he was still a part of Hydra. And so he just. He just fucking infested S.H.I.E.L.D. with Hydra, and I was like, oh, holy shit!
1: Yeah, but Zola basically explains why uh, the other Hydra didn't work, because we can't just conquer and oppress people like we did back in the day. We have to do it in a way that makes sense for the time. So, like, over the course of, like, 50 or so years, Zola dive- like made this... Thing that can pinpoint people based off their history that they're going to be bad for the world and they're going to use the helicarriers to basically. Shoot a whole b- fuck ton of people really quickly. And, mm-hmm.
2: and it's not just bad for the world, it's bad for Hydra's vision. Yeah, so anyone, Hydra's vision. So, so anyone that has like an insanely amount of free will or wanting to basically like stand out or be different or cause trouble for them, they're killing all of them. Not just the bad people, but people who have a sense of self.
3: Yeah, so yeah. it's. Um... So they can analyze their DNA via satellite, is what they specifically it's said. It's their
1: DNA and like, all the history that the person yes, has, like yeah. banking information, arrest records. It's an algorithm that can
2: see everyone's potential. Yeah. But
3: so uh, Zola reveals his plan, but was just stalling because the moment they put the like USB in, S.H.I.E.L.D. slash HYDRA began to track them. Um, so uh, a fucking missile strike team comes in, blows up the bunker, and Steve manages to think quick on his feet as he always does and rips off a grate and hides underground with with his shield and uh, Natasha uh, in order to keep them both safe. And then they somehow manage to get out of the rubble.
1: That's fine
3: uh conveniences are fine if they happen in the second second act
1: (laughs) (laughs) um no uh i I just want to say before we move on i
2: really hope someday he comes back in this comic book form which is just a a robot head with a giant tv visor for a body more
3: fallout
2: what why are you looking at me like that, Vincent? Why are you giving me this weird, like, serious eyeballs?
3: Isn't that kind of like... Why what... are you
2: blinking at me in Morse code trying to... Are you trying to say something about Hydra? Nothing. Okay. Um,
3: he's, he's blinking know, Hail no. Hydra with his eyelids. Fuck, really? <laughs> Did you, you didn't watch... Never mind. What?
2: Oh, I'm so excited for whoever you're watching, Vincent.
1: Okay.
3: Um uh so Wait,
2: No.
3: And then the next moment, they <laughs> show up.
2: Oh, Yeah. I thought it was something more, sorry, what if okay. it's like a solid six, we'll get there.
3: Okay, so, uh, in the next scene, they show up right on Anthony Mackey's doorstep, and, because he's the only other person they could trust in the city, so, uh. It's
2: a good thing he showed up in the first act.
3: It is a good thing he showed up in the first act, um.
1: And also Cab visited him at... uh, Yeah,
3: he visited him during one of his uh, PTSD meetings after he visited... dementia peggy carter
2: i i i I really love falcon in this movie i love sam
3: oh my gosh he made he made me so happy i really loved sam this whole time because he just he had no questions other than i'm supporting captain america because i feel like he finally felt like he had a purpose again you know what i mean
2: well he has he's a he's a i don't think it's a purpose i think like um he's a man who is unlike captain america a more balanced He's the, how, how to describe it? He's like the real life human character that it's part of the Avengers. You know, like that. there's always that one character on a team, like Hawkeye. He's the Hawkeye with the personality. Oh, yeah. He's the guy that's who got out, doesn't have much trauma. And he's only getting in because he knows it's good to, to save the world. right? So
1: this kind of isn't a spoiler. It's just kind of like an overall thing with the MCU so far. I don't know how but I want to believe I don't know how, they were able to establish Sam before his show and make him such a great fucking character throughout everything he's in up until his show. Mm -hmm. Whereas Hawkeye fucking... They fumbled that ball... Like multiple times, like I don't know if you've like ever seen like th- like a football game on TV where you watch someone like fumble a ball and they're like fum they're like about to fumble it, but it's just them like bouncing it between their hands multiple they're, times, like, juggling it. They're juggling <laughs> in it, and then like towards even like like uh where he just disappears in Infinity War because he's not in Infinity War in civil war they just floop fumble the ball
2: not just fumble it <laughs> they drops and then he looks down and kicks the ball towards the enemy team and yeah. they grab it and then
1: like and they like like it's just so fucking not good and I hope this Hawkeye show is good, but Sam is just such a good character. and He's I'm so, so glad. consistent.
2: Even in, in side parts. Even in like Age of Ultron, he has su- supporting stuff. Like his character is constantly in his, his relation to Captain America is constantly there. He's like the uh the, the like the best friend that Captain America needs in the modern era.
3: Yeah. I think yeah, I think he's a great support system for Steve. Um so obviously He's immediately in it to win it, and it's like, "Hey, I can help if I do. If I if we get this thing from back when I was on duty,
1: and then off screen they go steal, and
3: it. then off screen they go steal it, which I, I think was the best thing to I, do."
2: Yeah, I I want to question you, Vincent. How do you like it just being the only prototype left, so we can just not have multiple Falcons?
1: I find that a little silly sometimes. I, okay, the way I look at it is the American, like, military probably would have looked at stark technology and realized that this program isn't important anymore because Uh -uh. we need to go towards something else, but the idea that Sam still finds it useful, and later on he kind of, like, develops his own version of it and adds his own things and, like, becomes very tech, more, it shows more of his tech-savvy nature, and he kind of, like, Makes it a lot better than what it was in this movie.
2: Or and you know, also it could just be like the the death of his best friend could also be a, an excuse for the government to shelf the project.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh yeah, no, that's fair.
1: Because that would be a very it, this this fucking thing is very risky to use.
2: Honestly, it takes like there needs to be someone who's like a really good pilot. You know how everyone has a set of skills in the Marvel? Like Hawkeye can't can't miss. You know, uh, black Black Widows and acrobatic just dude can fly
1: yeah um but then we come to they get one of the guys that works for shield that's a member of hydra we see the the bloat face man
3: uh the senator uh from Um, iron Iron man
2: Man. uh he looks
3: like like john lithgow uh but if he was a drowned victim
2: yeah he looks like what if you uh got a drowned victim and changed his DNA to look like a deflated balloon?
3: He looks. It looks very comic booky. Honestly, he looks he, like he came straight out oh, of a
2: comic book. Oh, he looks like a Dick Tracy villain. That he had a does. Name. Oh my god, you're right. He probably has a name like Bloatface or something.
3: <laughs> fucking flat top.
1: Um. um. So, they st- st- take him up to a roof. And then push him off that roof. The still well, not the. Oh, yeah.
3: So, yeah, they get the guy from. The bald dude. I did not remember the bald dude from. The who was on the
2: boat. He's not well anymore.
3: You know? Yeah. He is.
1: Still dead. (laughs) Oops, but (laughs) I'm. Um. Still not well.
2: <laughs> 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 we'll be right
3: back after these commercial um, messages. But we
1: find out all this stuff about Hydra and who's behind it and what they're going to be doing with the helicarriers and stuff like that. And Alexander Pierce
2: has his evil villain. Well, actually, no, Um, Captain America comes and does his bomb speech that he does in the comics, and it's really great.
1: Uh, Kat, well, first we have that fight scene in the middle of the city with the Winter Soldier on the oh, highway. shit!
2: Yeah, because that's where Stillwater gets fucking killed.
1: Murdered super hard. He
2: gets pulled out of a, a car and then a oh. truck hits him. He's, oh, yeah. he's grey matter. There are some oh, yeah, big wa- wipeouts
1: in this. <laughs> oh,
2: God, Okay, so honestly talking about like how intelligent the characters are like you brought this up how like black widow is uh she jumps off the bridge towards like the the beginning of that fight and she looks at the shadow of of, uh Uh, winter soldier Soldier. looking down so she knows that she needs to like shoot up at him and so she can get covered and move forward
1: um, but like, there's whole there's this whole progressiveness to the fight. So like, Sam disappears because he has to kind of get his wings, and also he has to get into position because he he like he's a combatant, but he's not as well trained as probably Natasha or Steve, because Steve has a super soldier serum, and she's been trained in like a million martial arts. And... She's
2: kind of like a a super soldier, but it, like uh just like um pushed human limits to the max. Yeah.
1: Um. So we like have Batman. we have this whole like fight sequence that progresses from the top of the uh, the highway to the surface streets, and this whole time Natasha is trying to outsmart and hide from the Winter Soldier, like using the recording of the thing, and then um, doing uh the stuff like out trying to outsmart him or throwing the electricity thing on his arm to deactivate it, mm-hmm. um, and still ends up getting shot by the Winter Soldier, which is. No, yeah, it really
3: shows it really shows how impressive his like combat skills are that he has essentially been like programmed,
2: you know, to be this incredible. in in in, in the comics what I love about it is that he never reaches the peak physical combat skills he has as Winter Soldier. So after he gets like deep brainwashed, he's still a capable fighter the super soldier serum, but he's not as like capable as he was when he was brainwashed yeah (laughs)
1: because there's a there's a more uh, like he has the moral conscious inside him so he has to like either pull his punches sometime or think about things whereas where he's the winter soldier he's just like eat breathe kill Sort
2: of like i'm gonna shit i'm gonna eat i'm gonna fucking make sure you're dead by the end of this breakfast
1: um but so we have this uh sequence that kind of like switches between the characters uh sam kind of does some supporting fire at some point uh steve takes out like the fodder guys and then we have this music uh build up to uh the winter soldier being unmasked and being seen as bucky and then he runs away
3: yeah uh, steve recognizes him and it like clicks something in bucky's head because steve is immediately like buck and like that he's like who that, and he like clicks it clicks something in his brain because it's mentioned later at the scene that i cried at
1: well we'll get to that um and then the fucking strike team was going to murder these people in broad daylight but there was a news team there so they're like not here oh
3: yeah no they could have gotten away but steve was so shook like he was internally so like startled like he was in shock and this that, is that like, Bucky was alive and that he was trying to kill him
2: this carries on through the other movies just because like Bucky becomes sort of a crutch and I want you to I want to see how if you think
1: the relationship is toxic in later movies okay um but yeah so we just have a lot of this um They get taken away on the thing. Maria Hill saves them, which is a nice little. Oh,
3: that made me so happy. This whole time, I was like, "Okay, if there's one fucking person Nick Fury would have trusted the most in Shield, it would have been Maria Hill." Now, where the fuck is she? She Because she's not in Hydra. She's
2: in deep cover. I know that. No, but she was. Yeah.
3: So she was in deep cover, and um, I got so excited when she broke them out of the fucking like. Yeah,
1: yeah then we go to Nick Fury not dead and then we see one of the Russo brothers
3: as his doctor
1: as his doctor um, and uh, they're like hey why didn't you tell us well if I told you blah 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 and then we have all this exposition about stuff going on and then it's like okay we gotta get back in there then I guess (coughs) when I watched this
2: movie the first time I honestly thought he was gonna say like life model decoy did you have the same thing
1: I had no, I no expectations. Totally... I literally thought Nick Fury was dead. And it's was a confused.
3: very, it's a very anime thing to yeah, be like. I didn't
2: think he was dead when I watched the movie
1: the first time. No, I, I was like, I was like, how can he be dead? And then when he came back, I was like, okay. The, I just thought it was stupid that it was like some sort of serum that slowed his heartbeat to one it's, beat per Unless second.
2: there it's, is. It does sound like what Banner would do. So the excuse, at least the excuse is using in character <coughs> lore to justify instead of being like, we had an experimental serum and then he just passed it off. Like, no, it was something Bruce used, which sounds like Bruce, to be honest.
1: Yeah, so then we have that moment, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess.
3: Um, no, it's a, it's a very anime thing, um, I think. To be like, I injected myself with the serum that slows my heartbeat to one beat per minute. It sounds
2: like so, like an inner monologue for like a villain. Like, it sounds yeah. like don't death you, note. It's like, don't you understand that I actually planned this three steps ahead? When you <laughs> punched me in the face, I actually slowed my heart down to actually avoid your punch.
3: Oh, no, I know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I can't. But, yeah, no, if something... If someone... did like, Sorry. If the scene in which someone... "Quote unquote" dies is dramatic and melodramatic enough. I will be like, "Oh no, they're dead." But if it's kind of like brushed past a little bit, I'll be like, "Oh, I they're gonna come back to life." I know that um, I mean, you
2: probably do because you know that he appears in other movies, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah no, hi, but hi. I,
3: it was the same with uh, whenever Pepper "quote unquote" died. I was like, "This isn't melodramatic enough."
2: God, I really wish I told you it was a clone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like when Pepper died. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Nick says we need to go do this, and they get, and they talk about the chips that can be used to and then corrupt the signal.
2: Captain America says we're going to take both of them down. We can't just leave Shield, uh, you know, out. And, yeah. Yeah. Which the it's an impact later in the
1: MCU that doesn't have any weight. Yep. We'll get there. Yeah. Um. But so, um. Cap gets his old uniform back. Oh yeah,
3: he he breaks into the museum and steals the uniform. Which, Uh, which, uh, but before that,
2: yeah,
3: we get a view of Captain Pierce, Councilman Pierce, finally being like in charge of Hydra because they commandeered a bank.
1: Oh, yeah, and we see Bucky all there, and then he talks about Bucky, and he gets real sad. No,
3: he's, he was talking about the man on the bridge, Steven, Steve, and he yeah. was like, he knew me, and he was so sad, and Sebastian Stan is such a good actor, and I could see all of his like emotions conveyed and how like confused and sad and angry he hey. was, and I started crying.
2: Don't watch What If.
1: Yeah, don't watch What If. We have to watch What If. Fuck. Oh, wait, why? Never Cause, mind.
2: Because you... Phones it in as a voice
3: actor. Uh, oh, that's okay. At it, least you got
2: this. Sad there's some scene. actors that phone in it all. It's to... that is what it is. There's a difference that. between. Uh, I'm Captain America. Are you still here? And Captain America. You're
1: hey still here? everybody, give it up for Captain Carter.
2: Hey everybody, give it up for Captain <laughs> Carter.
3: <laughs> um. Uh anyway, that was the scene that I I cried at and where okay. I was like, okay, I I will vow to love Bucky um until the day I die.
2: Like a little pet dog. No. Like a pet human. No. That you thought you, you I saw you were thinking about <laughs> it. <laughs> makes me a little carpenter anyway there's ed brubaker in the scene everyone knows that moving on where are we going
1: uh we come to the uh climax in the movie <clears throat> they break into shield uh we see is his name danny Pooty poody oh
3: ed, yeah danny Pooty, um uh, which i got really excited about because i love community
2: yeah best known in a show in a short-lived uh, dc show that he was in mm. that was like a workplace comedy
1: mm-hmm uh, uh, don't want to talk about that. Um, But then we... That's
3: for our DC podcast called CDs Benson DC. Vincent will
2: never watch the fuck out
1: of it. The I, I watched you. one episode. It Vincent, was so awful. Vincent
2: refused. That should be a, 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 an episode where we just get drunk and binge watch 12 episodes.
1: <laughs> Anyways, we might die. Um, <laughs> we have... The helicarrier- carriers kick off after Steve's gives a speech to everyone says, There are Hydra among us. We need to stop them. Everyone's sus. Everyone's su- I didn't want to make an Among Us <laughs> joke, but you fucking did it. Um, <laughs> among, us? Among, among, us? Us. among Us. Among Us. <laughs> There's a sus Among Us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh uh, rom- rem- I... Remlo is being a sussy little baka <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, not-
2: Stillskin, you stupid little sussy little minx. Let me just put on your ear. Oh, we got a li-
1: we got some Captain America came on the feed and said we got some sussy bakas in the house. Oh man,
2: <laughs> I didn't know Sprumpel had like a crossbones tramp stamp.
1: Oh my God! We're gonna weed out them sussy little baka's.
2: <laughs> I
1: saw Romolo vent. He's being Stop a little it. sus.
2: Mm-hmm. He's got a little. He's got a little tight little pecker, don't you? Stop.
1: Uh, so, anyways, um, fight sequence happen. Uh, they go from thing to thing, and they're able to get two out of the three of them. And the Winter Soldier shows up, fucking murks a dude through a turbine of a Quinjet. Oh, God. He's he so same energy? hot in this
2: scene. Doesn't have the same energy as the first movie with the guy going the turbine and turning into juice. But <laughs> no.
1: It's, it's still pretty th- fucking <laughs> <That> bad. Was,
2: <laughs> no,
3: it was, it's still bad, but that was way more shocking because, oh, sorry. I, like, choked on my breath for a second. Uh, it's it was way more shocking because Captain America did it, and in this one, it's Winter Soldier, and so I was like, oh, he's a bad guy. That makes sense, but Captain America just let a man fall through
2: a, a jet turbine. I just, I just want to say,
3: and also that, there was like no music at that point in Captain America: The First Avenger, so I was like, it whoa. was shocking.
2: I, I just, I just want to say, like that scene where he just—it's so comedic to me because it just like kicks, up, just explodes
1: immediately. Even Cap is shook in that moment. Yeah, yeah. he's
2: like, you <laughs> just. How did you make a guy self combust?
1: Uh, anyways, so um, we have all this. Uh, they Falcon. have to.
3: So their mission is to put in these helicarriers that have like a bunch of like hard drives or SD yeah, cards. They or need something. to put some
1: uh, alternate chips in there that that. Uh, maria hill can take over control of the
3: in order thing. to like implode them essentially
2: yeah target each other rather than targeting the people also the scene where like falcon gets taken out by winter soldier in like two seconds is
3: oh yeah. my god yeah he gets his wings like ripped off which yeah i felt i was like oh
1: yeah it really shows how like small sam is in this movie and it kind of sets up sam as like someone who needs to be built up and they do do it, but we'll get there. Um, hey,
0: we'll get there.
1: Anyways, uh, uh, Natasha doubles as a uh, fucking one of the members of the Security Council. Council. Yeah,
3: she doubles as Nancy Pelosi.
1: And she gets the, pulls the wool over, and then... I literally
3: got so excited.
1: God, that I need to mention this, but then the stupid comic book thing happens where uh, Nick Fury shows up, and the dude is like, we erased all your stuff. And he's like, yeah, of course you did, but you didn't erase my
3: covered up by. haha. That was so stupid. I love it. I I'm, fucking love I it. I was literally like that makes no sense. Why would they have individual retina scans and only erase one of them for I, a person and not erase the other? It makes it's, zero it's a, it's, sense it's to me. It's
2: a back door, baby. He put a back door in there.
1: So uh, they leak all the information about Shield and Hydra on the internet at the same time of all this going on. And then Cap and Bucky fight it out inside the helicarrier.
2: It's a very anime fight too, because towards the end, after he gets the successful change codes, that it happened, was
1: so good. Yeah, because Sarah said this, and I kind of like that you said this during the movie, where you were like, "I know they're gonna win, but I am still no, tense I was, right now." I was
3: literally like, like as the I thought that maybe some of the like workers would actually be able to like take out the, like, Hydra members, but then I'm like, no, they're just people. So they obviously, they get slaughtered, and so these, the the helicarriers start to rise up, because there was no chance that anybody would be able to, like, beat back Hydra, except for people with military training. And
2: and, and also they're targeting superheroes, too. So, like, they, they got Avengers Tower and Tony Stark, but one of the things that's haunting to me that I always have, like, scarred into my brain is the scene where, like, they're targeting just a dad,
1: Oh, yeah. At, diamond. A, at
2: a baseball game. And and you could tell that. I'm not sure if the same kid is like there, but like.
1: The kid it, isn't targeted as funny.
2: You, and, and it's probably because after he sees his dad get murdered, he's probably going to be mentally scarred and not want to do anything.
3: Yeah. So, but like, I, it, like. As the hairless carriers rose, I'm like, I know they win this fight, but it still, like, made me so anxious. Like, I was on the edge of my seat. Like, the only other time I felt that way was when I was watching that Lincoln movie with Daniel Day-Lewis. And it was like they were in the council and voting on the abolitionist like amendment.
1: That's a weird thing to pull. I know, I know, but I was like,
3: but I was literally so on edge while watching that part and I was like, I literally know that this goes
2: through. Why am I so tense
3: right now?
1: This is American history. Why am I Yeah, I know,
2: exactly. That's that's how I felt during this part. I think that the same tenseness for me is probably from watching uh, the Deus Ex movie that's like a sci-fi movie about Just look it up.
1: Okay, (laughs) Um, But the Bucky and Steve fight it out. Uh, He's able to put Bucky into a sleeper hold after getting like, and then as he's climbing up, he gets shot and is unable to get up further
3: well but i do appreciate what i, I was gonna say because i watch a lot of horror movies and a lot of like uh true crime stuff and um so he puts bucky in the sleeper hold uh and then you know he waits until bucky passes out and then he immediately lets go because there will be scenes in other movies where someone will try to kill someone by strangling them and the moment they go limp is the moment they let go and they're like oh they're dead and then they are dead and i'm like that's not how strangulation works it takes a lot longer so i appreciate that they they weren't like he's dead now
2: also i appreciate the fact that like unlike other countdowns they end after one Mm -hmm. usually after one it's all over so there's that that, there's that brief set of tensions like oh no they counted to one it's over you know what i mean and so like because they they don't start stop after two or three it's that couple milliseconds of someone pushing a button that Captain America put it in
3: yeah no it was like well what it was was they uh, they counted down to one and then they were like okay fire when ready and it takes a minute for the guns to like load up
2: but it's the te- the fact that it's it, the to tension take, yeah. the fact that the tension's still there oof like I, I agree with you like it's so it's they- palpable
1: like uh, there's maybe this this is another like hubba hub- above- a moment um, or they've this, but this one's a little more serious. Yeah. Um, maybe there's like a script that's out there where like it fired off like a couple times, and that may have been something they wanted to impact uh, the Marvel universe a little bit more. But maybe they thought it was a little too dark. Um,
2: I they threw it, it, a man it, into I, an engine turbine. I think that probably you're right. There's a lot of things in the MCU where they they have these darker moments that don't get it anymore. No one's going through a fucking nineteen. 19- thirties plane anymore and turning into pulp anymore and
3: that was yeah. so indiana jones i think about it a lot yeah
1: but we're because uh, uh, i feel like it the way the end of the Indians' pace where he's putting the chip in there's like a brief moment where i feel like they maybe fired off a couple shots in another script and like killed like a couple like thousand people a couple yeah. hundred thousand people
2: yeah and i and i, I kind of to be honest I kind of think that would be a really good idea because it has that impact and it makes more sense while S.H.I.E.L.D. would get shut down at the very end and not. Because why would S.H.I.E.L.D. get shut down without having some major consequences like that? You know what I mean?
1: Like, other than that they let HYDRA get it over on them and take control of their organization. Yeah. I mean, like, the governments let organizations and their, like, like they've let the CIA, the FBI like ATF and a lot of organizations get away with a lot of bad things and they're still existing. Um, So it, 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 I mean, people actually dying maybe would have added a little bit of more bigger brain shit to it.
2: But also at the same time, there was many civil war people did die and it was a bit of a bloodbath and shield the shield, like, things falling in that city did impact people, as we later find out. So, like, maybe that still is warranted for them to be like,
1: maybe your shield is not really great
2: if you're going to cause mass destruction in a city populace.
1: Yeah, but so uh, the helicarriers get shot. Uh, we think Steve's going to die. Yeah,
3: because Steve is, like, essentially like, no, I don't care if I go down with this ship. Yeah,
1: but... No- I won't
3: put my hands up and surrender.
1: But also... Steve- the, in the fight with Bucky especially because he gets shot um, There, this is like the first time other than when he's fighting the Red Skull where he like could die in this fight no, like, he, he has he has trouble fighting Bucky
3: yeah like Bucky's beating that. the shit out of him but the reason that he's having trouble fighting Bucky is because he's not fighting him he's trying like, to at this stop point, him at this point he's like I'm not gonna fight you because you are my friend and we've even, been friends even, since we were kids I
2: need you to remember this. And you even know? then, like, we had a setup to show that they're evenly matched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, even if he was trying to actually stop him and fight him on that level, they would still have trouble. Mm-hmm. But I-, I do love the fact that he kind of gives up. And I think why I love that is because if you think about it this way, Bucky is the last remaining thing that he has to his past, and Captain oh America, yeah, it's
3: the last thing that he has. Yeah,
2: and in the whole point of like the move about about what uh, Sam is trying to say is like letting go of the past and moving forward, and that's going to be one of Captain America's like defining features: is not letting go of the past yes. and not moving
1: forward. So we uh skip ahead he falls out of the thing bucky saves him cuz he kind of has some memory come yeah, back yeah
2: it seems
3: like something something like clicked in his head and so he pulls him out of the water and then and then walks off um
1: uh but then we kind of do the wrap up where uh Chekhov scene black Widow is in front of these like the the uh american government and saying hey you fucking need us and walks out Um, Nick Fury kind of like gives up his life as like the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. quote uh, in parentheses. Yeah, burns Um,
2: his hideaways and then makes his way to go to the TV appearance in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, and then
3: there's Chekhov's scene where Captain America's in a bed waking up uh, anthony is beside him they're playing the marvin Gaye soundtrack or the marvin gay soundtrack the marvin gay album that he was talking about at the beginning and then of course he says on your left referencing also the beginning yes, scene. yes
1: uh, i believe the russo brothers said they wanted to uh, end this start and end this movie with the same line because it starts with on your left
3: yeah but they didn't end it with on your left there was a couple well the
1: end credit that. scenes don't matter No, it
3: wasn't the end credits. No, there was a scene before the end credits where where Captain America and Anthony Mackie were standing at the graveyard. Yeah.
2: Remember? No.
3: Yeah, because he cannot be, why would he be in the the hospital after the graveyard scene? That's
1: the end credits scene, isn't it? No. No,
3: The end credits scene is the Nazi scene.
2: They end the scene with them at the graveyard saying goodbye to Samuel Jackson, and then like we have a job to do, which is finding Bucky, and then the credits roll. No, no, yes.
3: that's
1: the mid end credits.
2: No, no, it is not. No, no. the Nazi the mid- scene is the, the mid end credits. credits with Scarlet
1: Witch, and then what's the end end credits scene? That's that
2: Bucky. Bucky comes. In- what's wrong with you today, Vincent? <laughs> it's Bucky in the museum, uh- <laughs> and this is why this goes to my issue with the like the last couple minutes of the movie. Is yeah, they that... should
3: have put that. They should have put that scene. I mean, Vinny's right. They should have put that scene at the in the end credits the, and made Bucky, Bucky the Bucky scene a part of the like montage part where they show everybody at the end. I feel like that would have made way more sense. That's what I
2: I say. Like, like that's the thing I I have issues with because Bucky is so integral to this movie. The last shot of this movie, or at least like the story, should be. Basically, uh, the him going and finding himself that should bookend. Having it at the end credits is so disjointed because it's weird. It's weird because it just it goes like this, right? Here's the end of Captain America. Here's a tease for the next movie, and here's another end of Captain America. It doesn't line up with what. A no, movie it was be. it
3: wasn't well planned. But yeah. they're... okay.
2: Well, let's talk about the mid end credit scene because
3: that's the important one.
1: So they show. A Nazi villain, which yeah. he
3: looks—he looks like a Nazi. He's a Nazi, um, and... Holaris,
2: and and. Uh...
1: Anyways, uh, and they show a science labby thing and they're like, "Well, they leaked everything." And it's like, "Well, they probably didn't leak stuff about us." Boo boo boo.
3: And then they showed that they have Loki's Staff's staff. A staff which... from Avengers.
1: And then they show They show the Zitwins. Twins. They
3: show With Zit twins, Silver and Scarlet, and Scarlet Witch. Witch. And when they popped up, I was like, "Ah"
1: Elizabeth Olsen and Kickass. Um um Elizabeth
3: Ayler Aaron Olsen. Taylor A- Aaron Taylor Johnson and the guy uh, from
1: Godzilla.
3: Save my man yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson, uh get him out of his weird grooming relationship. That's all I got to say.
2: Hey.
1: Huh? Guess what? What? What?
2: How many? How do you? Would you? Would you watch this movie again?
1: Yeah. Oh, you almost did. How many asses? Hey, you're <laughs> you're at fault, Macy. This no, time,
3: I, you did this to me.
1: All right, but would you watch this movie again?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, I would. I thought it was a fun time. Um, I would, I would probably space out during the first part of the movie again, but uh, otherwise, okay, okay, it's a fun time.
2: It's a really good time. So you know, I really like this movie. It's it's the equivalent of Marvel's Dark Knight.
1: Would you agree, Vincent? Um, in the good things that Dark Knight, yeah, because we, you and me, have strong feelings of what Dark Knight did to Batman as a series. But
2: I, I like it as a movie. I don't like it the reputation it has
3: after.
1: Yeah. Um, um.
3: No, definitely not. Um. I. I. <sighs> I forget how many movies are in the MCU because I like count them out in my head and I'm like, oh, we must be close to uh, modern times. No, this is 2014. Like we have so much more shit to go through and I'm like, this is weird. And it's going to be weird because some of the stuff is
2: so removed from things. Uh, Yeah,
1: and then there was one thing I wanted to talk about before we get to the America's asses. Um there is a point, like, with Black Widow in this movie, and I know the Black Widow's movie already come out, but there was a ball dropped, a missed opportunity, and I think the current person who was in charge of Marvel at the time, the guy who really liked Inhumans... Ike Perlmutter. Ike... Said that no one would go see a Black Widow movie. Isn't that a thing that he said?
2: He is sexist and racist and didn't think any minority led characters or women led characters yeah, should be in a film. because
1: he said who would see a Black Panther movie as well. Yeah. Um. Boy, was he wrong. He was very wrong.
2: And he he ride that inhuman ship until everyone didn't like it. He um, was,
1: But... I blame the company at the time for not making a black widow movie that would have made more sense in between this and Age of Ultron um because there it just it just baffles my mind and upsets me um
2: because it makes more sense for her to face her past when the past is already out
1: yes and she already has this big character development going on um, because when we do get to where that fucking movie takes place in the MCU, which doesn't make any fucking sense because they have to backtrack so far.
3: I, th- I find it weird because they have to do that with Captain Marvel too, don't they? Where they have to like... Well,
1: Captain Marvel makes sense in a Captain America way. Of where oh, they okay, go, okay. Cause... Where they go
2: back in the past. But this... Actually, it makes sense... If they actually put it before Infinity War, it doesn't make sense where it's placed. Yes, it doesn't
1: make sense where it's placed, and I feel like there was some development issues that maybe we can look at. But how many America's asses would you give Winter Soldier?
3: uh, I'd say three and a half. I really liked this movie, but there were uh some aspects technically i think it could have improved
2: upon okay can you explain those aspects and just not say aspects i want to hear it are you just trying to be all fancy pansy
3: no there? i'm not i'm i'm trying i'm genuinely trying to think because i was like I, i'm like i don't i want to say four but then i'm i'm like thinking what's pulling you back girl i don't know i'm trying to think dude give me a moment no um I'm running through the aspects of the movie. We're waiting. We're waiting. I know. Hey.
0: You're on the chopping block, Sarah. Yeah,
3: you gotta tell us. I,
1: We're just, gonna you're... cut you out of this podcast that I, you're the I think, center of.
3: I yeah. think. What? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
2: we'll
1: find um, someone else who hasn't seen Marvel No, Memphis. I'm gonna
2: say four. Hey, ZZ, can you just make up that you haven't seen the no! movie?
3: No! I'm gonna say Four. Uh, actually, now that okay. I think about it, because the things that like Put brought your gun it down away Macy's. B- okay,
2: my slew. I'm not gonna fight. <laughs> the things
3: that brought it down are like, like th- just technical things. Like I wish they would have been more subtle about the bad guy at the beginning. Okay. Um, That's valid. I, you know, it's it's me wishing that the, the like people in shield would have revolted more but then I was like oh no but it makes sense why there's, they there's were different killed. types of people yeah. in
2: shield there's soldiers and then there's person
3: yeah and so that's why that's why I was like no it should be a four that was just like my personal feelings about it
2: and they cut the gum cum scene
1: which is yeah. and they
3: cut the bubble gum scene and I cannot believe they would do that
1: I want us to Mandela effect that the Russo <laughs> brothers
3: we're gonna start a rumor
1: have have a serious fetish For For bubble gum. (laughs) For women choking on gum.
2: Yeah, that's right, Scarlet. Just keep going. I don't think this is really appropriate for my character. No, just keep... We're going to keep rolling for five more minutes. Yeah, that's good. You put
3: every piece of that gum in your mouth, right? All of them? You're not hiding any of them beneath your tongue?
2: Okay, excuse me. Why is there half a a thing of gum left? Uh, We need all of... uh, girl. You need to chew all of it. Yeah, open your mouth. Show me. Show me.
3: There were three packs
2: of Hubba Bubba before... The the USB. You have to chew all wait, of it. Wait, wait. Empty your pockets. There. I know you were hiding some. You dirty bitch.
1: <laughs> Anyways, I give a five out of five. Favorite MCU movie. Go on. I'm gonna give it. Yeah. I'm gonna give
2: it. Oh. I'm gonna give it a five out
3: of five, bitch. Okay. So- well, now I feel like <laughs> I should give it a four and a half out of five. You don't right? have oh, to. You don't. You. No. I know. I you're not drunk no the more that I think about it the more that I think about it I'm like what were the problems I don't remember now because
2: I the problem was like I honestly can I be real ADHD sometimes takes your minds away from the movie and you're not no it's very
3: true I you know no four and a half I would say probably i just didn't no i no i i'm sticking to my fucking guys listen
2: just because we like the movie more than you and that you're wrong doesn't mean you're wrong (laughs) no i i do i'm giving it a four and a half for
3: bucky alone
1: because macy was gonna throw blows when you said (laughs) no i'm
3: giving it a four and a half for bucky alone okay i i think i think i just really didn't like the beginning Scene of this of the movie with the mission. You mean the
1: best fucking scene of the movie? How can you even say you like uh, movies? What, what the fuck's wrong with you? you? I don't
3: like spy movies. You like I checked out. I was like solid
1: number ten. None- murdering <laughs> Sarah.
2: <laughs> M- number nine, murdering Making Sarah. Making tr- Sarah choke on
1: bubblegum. Bubble gum.
2: <laughs> number eight. Release the bubblegum cut. Re-release
1: release the, the bubblegum cut.
3: Uh, Anthony and John Russo. That was their names, right? Yes. Uh, release the bubblegum cut of Winter Soldier. If you don't...
2: Release the fucking bubblegum c- cut. If you
3: don't... Kevin
1: fight, you need to approve the bubblegum cut.
2: You, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta do it for me. I'm, I need it. You know, sometimes when I'm alone in my house with my dildo... I was, I, oh my god! I was gonna
1: say, <laughs> we will resurrect uh, Bob... Uh, what the hell is his name? The old... CEO of Disney, Bob oh Bob, Bob
3: Eichner, Bob
1: Eichner, but I don't think he's. dead I don't
3: think he's dead.
1: <laughs> no, I will kill Bob Eichner <laughs> and bring him back to life in a necromantic like ritual and curse you, Russo brothers. <laughs> if like, you're not,
2: Bo- Bob Chasebeck right, in this like boardroom's like what Bob Eichner?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fucking Frankenstein. It's
2: like, and he's just like bubble gum cut. <laughs>
1: Anyways, that's been all for this episode, ISU. Uh, Remember to, uh, we're not going to probably do any more episodes for October. And we'll probably, hopefully, be back to our normal-ish schedule in November. Mm -hmm. Probably the end of November, we'll take another little break. But, yeah, Uh, release the bubblegum cut.
2: Release the bubblegum cut. If you don't, I will be very sad
0: goodbye thank you for listening to i see you mcu if you want to see more by us check us out on youtube at brown chair studios and check us out on tiktok by the same name where you can see clips and other shows and projects that we are working on and tune in next time every wednesday unless we forgot to record or something like that for the next episode of I See You and See You.